You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. It's time now for It's My Money, brought to you by Brentus Wealth. And from Brentus Wealth in Pretoria is Gustav Reinach. And Gustav, you've, you've really struck a chord with the piece that you kindly sent me yesterday. It says here, the elephant in the room, hidden inflation risks for your investments. Now, inflation is quite a good thing, I think, because if inflation is under control, that means that stock market listed companies can pass on the price rises to their customers and their suppliers and all that sort of thing. Uh, but on the other hand, if it gets out of hand or it goes into a deflationary environment, it's not so good. In South Africa, yeah. just to reiterate, we're down right at the bottom of the South African Reserve Bank's target range of 3 to 6%, where I think we were 3.1 or 3.2%. So there's no risk of inflation at the moment, especially with the strong rand. So what prompted you to write this piece? So, yeah, Lindsay, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, inflation is a, is, a, is, a, is a big problem. I won't say a problem. As you say, it, it does stimulate uh, the, the market. But uh, what, what struck me is the misconception about how inflation works and how to measure in your investments according to that. Now, in South Africa, you have the, bas- the basket of goods that everyone's uh, familiar with, that they measure inflation with every five years. Um, inflation is very low at the moment, but um, what, what, what I was thinking about when I was writing this piece is for a middle-income type of household. Um, I haven't seen things like electricity and medical aid and uh, uh, gas, uh, can, what can I say, uh, petrol prices um, rise with less than 10% per year. And, and and that got me thinking: is inflation is inflation actually as low as people say? And how do I measure my investments according to this? I think inflation is actually indirectly a bit higher for a middle to high income uh, deserving household uh, because of these uh, interest rates and increases that goes with like petrol, medical aids that increase yearly about ten percent. Um, especially for, for, for goods also and food, the, the increases are a lot higher. And if you look at it that way, then you start to realize that investment returns must be in the double figures for a South African human being to actually create wealth for himself. Are you saying, sorry, in my simple way, what you're saying is that your neighbor's basket may be different to your basket? In other words, the consumer price inflation basket is different from person to person. There are people that are in the lower income class as opposed to someone in a middle or higher income class that spend a disproportionate amount of money on on certain things. So although CPI is the best that we can do, CPI is not the Mm. same for everybody. Absolutely, absolutely. It all depends on your lifestyle and the type of way you save and the consumption that you as a household um, are spending money towards. So if you go to a luxury type of goods, I think inflation is a, is, is a lot higher than what the consumer price index uh, indicates. So for a person saving for retirement and wanting to have a good and uh, what kind of say, comfortable retirement, and uh, if it goes on pension someday, um, the investment returns that you're looking at is not inflation 
plus three anymore, which is a normal balanced fund mandate. Balanced funds try to do inflation plus three or plus four. Now, in 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 the past, that is around nine percent because inflation was around six percent uh, a while back. So they are targeting inflation plus three three or four percent return. So that's around nine to ten percent per year. But the moment you start to think about what if inflation for me as a household is around eight or nine or ten percent because of um, stuff that I need to buy and uh, like medical aid, those types of um, things that, that you spend money on, then you need to start looking at inflation plus 4%. That's around 14% if you had 9 or 10% indirect inflation. Let's apply the inflation story to investments because let me look at a retailer, for example. A retailer, when the economy is under the cosh, which it is at the moment in, in South Africa, a retailer cannot afford to be seen to be pushing up prices because that is not disloyal, but certainly doesn't service their customer base. For example, a company like um, ShopRite Checkers, they cannot put up the prices because then people will desert them and go somewhere else. On the other hand, if the suppliers are putting up the inflation rate, then they have to absorb it themselves. So when it comes to investing, uh, the inflation story starts to become more significant. Yes, absolutely. I I would really say that because it's all about the purchasing power that you hold over years. And um, what what I, I came to realize and why I wrote this piece is exactly that. Firstly, you have a depreciating RAND currency. So anything that you import um, is getting more expensive, uh, firstly. And then you get the, the, the types of stuff that you buy. And, and, and these uh, types of stuff also get more and more, more um, what can I say? More, it increases in price. So yes. the the investment returns that you are looking to achieve must be more substantial than only CPI plus four percent. That's an eight or nine percent return. And where you need to find that is is another question. But I would say that investors need to adopt a much more risk on basis of return because they need substantial more returns over time because inflation is actually indirectly higher. You say in one of your paragraphs in your piece, you say, at Brenthurst, we are very aware of the dilemma that South Africans are facing. We are actively looking for solutions and portfolios to combat this elephant in the room. It's not an elephant at the moment, it's a mouse. Let's face it. This is one of the big reasons, I said that, not you. This is one of the big reasons why we have been moving capital to offshore equity holdings for about 10 years, apart from long-term RAND depreciation. Now, I will say that inflation is starting to rear its head overseas as well, Gustav, because we've got uh, commodity prices having almost doubled in the last 10, 11 months. If you look at a basket of commodities, as referenced by the Commodity Research Bureau Index. Uh, So overseas inflation is starting to become a potential problem in the future, not just in South Africa, where it's fairly benign. Yes. No, absolutely. I, I think the Reserve Bank of South Africa is doing, doing a brilliant job at targeting inflation. I think it's a good approach to use because it, it, it creates a lot more certainty in the market. Obviously, you do that by, by uh, handling interest rates and adjusting it up and down uh, to, to, to combat or to uh, work with inflation. Inflation is becoming a problem in offshore markets specifically also. 
But the, 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 the two components that we focus on is firstly, where can we generate growth? Um, in, in, in a good environment, buying good stocks, and where can we hedge out around depreciation over time against other market currencies? And those two factors, if you, if you create a portfolio with a good combination of those two factors, um, I think in the end of the day, you will be better off because of the diversification used. Okay, so let's say that the, you, you are predicting over the next five years uh, an inflationary, a, a reflationary or inflationary in, environment. Will you shift your portfolio construction, your asset class allocation because of that? Yes, absolutely. For, firstly, what we always look at is intrinsic value of a share. So we are looking for companies and portfolios and funds and fund managers that focus on an intrinsic value of a company and how much it can still generate in all market environments. So uh, ultimately, you're looking for share prices to rise, but you have to also adopt a sense of a long-term view according to uh, currencies. You can't uh, speculate over currencies in the short term. So yes, we will make moves, but it will only be long-term focused. And that, that's what we're trying to or have been doing the past 10 years at Brentus. We see the political risks in South Africa. And what we say is we structure our portfolios according to this and the fiscal deficit that we're facing in South Africa. So we know in the long term it will benefit clients if you hedge yourself against something like that. Okay. Uh, let me just quickly put you on the spot here. If you had a domestic portfolio, just say a client didn't want to diversify overseas or is diversifying overseas with another asset manager, heaven forbid, and but wanted to have a purely domestic portfolio with you at Brentos Wealth, what sort of strategy would you go for? Would you say, well, retailers, obviously, because they can pass it on or will be able to pass it on in the future. Would it be, I don't know, an industrial company because they can raise their prices? How would you approach it? A reflationary environment. Well, firstly, the South African bond yields are the most attractive type of yields in, in the market currency, uh, in, in the market and in the world economy currently. So that's why uh, foreign investors come to South Africa for the attractive yields on bonds. So we love uh, high yielding bond portfolios, firstly, and you, we can combine that, I think, with a sector like technology where it is um, available in the JC. But diversification, I think, is the most important. You don't want to be in a portfolio that is cyclical. You want something and you want to hold shares that can generate returns in all market environments. We've been through a crazy year of corona, uh, COVID-19. So bond is, bonds is always a good uh, strategy to hold in your portfolio because it's high yielding. And if you see the sentiment in the market rising, you can actively go and diversify, diversify into equity type of industries. Okay, so we've got to keep an eye on inflation. Gustav, thank you very much for your wisdom. Gustav Reinach is from Brentus Wealth based in Pretoria. It's My Money was brought to you by Brentus Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position 
or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.